Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're celebrating farmers everywhere, and we're so excited to have Margie Geiler Alanis, creator of FarmHer, with us to share her story and how she has built the FarmHer brand. From quitting her corporate job to start what she didn't know at the time would be Farm Her, Margie talks about how she somewhat unexpectedly turned her passion for photography and writing into a household name. She's giving us an inside look at how she has made a career out of creating content for women about women through words, photos, radio, and videos. So here we go with Margie Geiler Alanis. Today, we're in Urbandale, Iowa with Margie geiler Alanese with Farm Her. Margie, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here today. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and where and how you grew up. Yeah, so uh, rural, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am originally from north central Iowa. So um, people always say, where's your farm? And I say, I don't have one, but it's it's surrounding me, right? So my um, mother grew up on a farm. My grandparents farmed and I grew up in the country. And um, so my cousins and uncle still do farm all that family land today. But my parents got divorced actually when I was like seven and we moved down towards central Iowa, but I still lived in the country because that's what we do. Even it, here today, you probably noticed we're in town kind of like we're like in a, a suburb that's like not in town, but it's in town. Yeah. And I still cannot live anywhere that doesn't have trees like surrounding my house. Like that was the one thing I'm like, I cannot handle like just rooftops. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I have to I have to look at trees in my backyard. So anyway, uh, grew up in the country here in Iowa. And um, I guess the best way I can say is agriculture was always surrounding us. Um, there were cows there. They just weren't mine. I didn't have to take care of them. So I had it the easy way. Right. Uh, but, you know, I was in 4-H and um, uh, I wasn't in FFA or anything, but I, I wasn't that kid like I honestly like never thought about engaging in agriculture growing up. Like it was always right there. It was around me, but I, it was not even like a a vision in like what I could go do. You know, I meet these kids all the time who are like, I am going to go right into this role in agriculture. And I'm Uh, like, good for you. I had no idea, But, but I grew up in the country and you know, um, it, it, you couldn't throw a rock and not hit something that was engaged in agriculture for sure. Wow. Well, you've always obviously had a heart for rural and the farm. So where did the writing and photography piece come in? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've always loved, I had, back when I was a kid, I had like these little 110 film cameras, you know, like the long skinny cameras um, with like film in them. And I, I know I was always begging for film and then trying to get my parents to pay to get that film processed, right? Yeah. Like, and I loved taking pictures. There's just always been something magical to me about like being able to capture a, a moment in time. And so that goes back a long way. I uh, did a photography class in high school um, that I really, really loved as a senior. I was not like an artistic kid, I would say, by any stretch of the imagination. Went to college at Simpson for a year, floundered around. It was I was going for business, and I was like, what am I doing? And then I found my way to Grandview um, College at the time. It's Grandview University now, which is a four-year liberal arts school in uh, central Iowa, right in Des Moines. And they had a photography program. 
And so that's what took me there. And then um, I've always loved how things look. Obviously, those kind of go hand in hand. So I got a degree in graphic journalism, which was graphic design and journalism like smashed together and a minor in photography. And then I, I probably started working in the insurance industry after that. But I did. <laughs> I know. Right. Like you're like, what? But I, it was in a marketing role originally. So I would create brochures and I would create, uh, you know, books and those types of things and sometimes take pictures. And um, but I kind of put the photography piece on the on the back burner for I, I was there 11 years. And, and during that time, I went back and got my MBA and kind of climbed that corporate ladder during that time. But but that's where that uh, like the visual, the writing piece came into my life. Wow. So did your corporate career leave you kind of with these other passions because you did kind of set photography on the side? Yeah. You know what's interesting? I remember somebody telling me like when I kind of got out of the marketing role there and started going into the more of the corporate organizational side, they were like, aren't you going to miss that? And I was like, no, I'm not going to miss it. Like I, I didn't love sitting at my computer all day, every day and designing stuff like that. I like to talk, right? Here yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it, it wasn't like for me to be 100% in that role. And as I got through those uh, rest of those years there, I mean, I had kids during close to the end of that time. And I think I got my camera back out at my husband's pushing when those kids came uh, into our life. Right. He was like, what are you doing? You love to take pictures. You have like this be beautiful camera sitting over here on a shelf, like get it back out. And and he's very creative. And so I think he was just like, use use your creativity if you've got it there. And I was kind of like, OK, you know, now's the time. And so it started kind of getting that back out and taking more pictures of my kids. And then I was like, I, I became, uh, I don't want to say disenchanted, but I, I was done with the corporate world. Like I was done climbing that ladder. And, um, so it was like this process of like, well, what am I going to do? Like, this is all I've done for 11 years. Like I have had like this laser focus of what I wanted to do and I'm there. And now what? Like now I'm just going to jump off that, that cliff. Yeah. And, and I knew I wanted photography to be a part of it. I just didn't, I, I'm not like the person to take pictures of other people's kids or families or anything. Like there's people who are amazing at that. That is not me. So I really had no idea what to do. I just knew that I wanted photography to be a part of it. Wow. it yeah. Yeah. So eventually you ended up quitting your job, right? I did. I did. And I didn't quit my job to start, to, to start farm her. I mean, I, I kind of did, but I didn't know it was farm her that I was going to start. Yeah. Like I got to a point, I mean, this discussion went on for, I would say close to two years of like, what am I going to do? I, I need to be done with this, but what am I going to do? And how do you resolve like replacing a large chunk of income? Yes. <laughs> and like, you know, like I'm like, what? And, and just talking time support from my husband, um, led me to a point where I was like, okay, I just have to quit. Like I am at a point right now, February 1st, 2013, where I'm just going to jump off this cliff and I'm going to figure out what's next. Because if I don't, I was like, I think it was like, 2013 I was 33 I have to count back yeah um like I just was afraid that I would blink and then I'd be 43 and I didn't take that leap you know so um that's what I did and it was a tough change and I I still tell people all the time like I hope that was one of the most difficult decisions that I ever have to go through in my life because I know it was just a job but it was like stability it was everything I'd worked on professionally for myself and I just shut the door and walked away uh -huh. you know yeah so at that point, 
you didn't know what you wanted to do. It wasn't long after that, though, right, that this idea for Farm Her came, right? No, very quickly after that. And the funny thing is I'd spent like literally like two years trying to come up with a plan before I quit my job because that's what you're supposed to do. And I couldn't come up with anything like solid enough. And the weekend after I quit my job, the Super Bowl was on and there was a, a commercial on during the Super Bowl, a Ram truck commercial set to a speech by Paul Harvey called God Made a Farmer. And... We all were sitting, like, we're here in my basement right now, right? We were sitting right outside on the other side of that wall and little kids running everywhere. I, I remember, like, the kind of dread feeling in my mind, like, oh, my God, I quit my job. I fired the nanny. Like, Monday, <laughs> Monday is tomorrow. Tony's going back to work. What am I going to do? We're going to go park ourselves at the Y, right? And um, so I, I'd kind of gotten to this point where, um, you know, I just knew something was going to change. And so we're sitting there watching that commercial and I didn't think anything of it at the time. I mean, it's beautiful. If anybody listening remembers it, it was just still photos of farmers and ranchers set to a speech by Paul Harvey from like the seventies and how simple, right? Yeah. But it, it was the most popular commercial, of the Super Bowl that year. And it was amazing. And it caught my eye from a visual standpoint, but it didn't, it, I didn't, I wasn't immediately like, where are the women in this commercial? Like it was just normal of how you'd see agriculture pictured. And I read an article, um, shortly afterwards that pointed out, yeah, that was great, but where were the women? And not just in this commercial, why don't we see women actively pictured anywhere in agriculture? And I was like, yeah, that makes me kind of mad. Why don't we, you uh-huh. know, I mean, I've been on the other side of creating these, um, these things for companies that show agriculture, I never thought about putting a woman in there. Like it never struck me, you know, and at that time, 30% of farmers in the U S were women by the egg census. Now we're at 36%. I I would like, if I could like quantify it, I'd bet money that that number is far greater than that. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm wrapping this around, but (laughs) it was a commercial, you know, It, it was a commercial that helped me change my way of thinking and see something a little different. And, um, yeah, here we are. Wow. So you saw this opportunity. Where did you start? Yeah. So um, as simple as I woke, I, I had this idea in the middle of the night of like, okay, I'm really, really frustrated about this. I read this article and I woke up and I thought, why don't I start a photo project? Why don't I show people what women do in agriculture? I woke Tony up and I was like, I have this idea. And and he immediately after like a couple years of really terrible ideas that we didn't run after, right? was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like something you should do. And so the next day I did a little stalking and found the people who were interviewed in that article. Cause I honestly, like, I didn't know I, one woman in agriculture at that point in time. Like I worked in corporate agriculture for 11 years, but I can't say I had a great network, nor did I, I wasn't boots on the ground, you know? And so, um, I did a little stocking and figured out how to contact those two women. And I thought that they would be like, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Because I was like, hi, I'm this girl that you don't know. I want to come to your farm. I want to take pictures. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I don't even have a name for this project. And, um, they both said yes. And those people really helped me lay the groundwork for what farm her could look like. And I was going to photograph like seven or eight women that summer. Um, this was headed, it started in April 17th, 2013 was the first farm I went to. And, um, I did photograph seven or eight women, put up a website, social media pages and hit the publish button. So as these stories started resonating with people and your following started growing, what was the point where you realized there was maybe more to this than a blog and photos? Yeah, it took a little while, honestly. So I hit the publish button, not knowing what to expect. And right away, the amount of feedback was amazing. Like I, I didn't realize that as many people would care about this as I did. 
Um, but there are, there's a lot of them. And, yeah. and it turns out those weren't like general population. It was women engaged in agriculture or food in some way or another were like, yes, thank you. Yes. Where's more. And so then I started going, okay, what, what does more look like? Cause I really like to do this. Um, so in October of 2013, I, uh, made it a real business. We trademarked the name and then I started backing into a business plan. Like now what, like now, I mean, it still is a project, but, but like, how do I, make this long-term and sustainable and give it legs and, and get to keep doing this. Right. Cause this feels really good. Like I want to keep doing this. And, um, that fall we got some really great press. Uh, we were in Huffington post. We were, um, in a national publication called modern farmer. And I, those were like panic buttons for me behind the scenes. I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. Like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? And it resulted in lots of traffic to our site, an early, uh, build to like Facebook, you know, that, that I wasn't anticipating. Um, but you know, we got our ducks in a row. I went to the small business development center here in central Iowa. I was like, help me. I, <laughs> I have an MBA, but I don't know how to write a business plan for my own business. Like when I care about it so much, you know? And so, um, from there, it's been a process of like, I guess if I could define it, I had to open up my arms really wide in the beginning and say, okay, I'm just going to run everything. Right. I'm, I'm just going to say, okay, we're going to start selling some t-shirts because people asked me to buy t-shirts, honestly, like it wasn't, that wasn't in my plan, <laughs> but, um, so we're going to start selling some t-shirts and I'm going to, um, I, uh, every Tuesday I would like sit down and just cold call or cold email people and be like, hi, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Can I set up pictures at your event? Can I come talk at your event? I'll do it for free, you know? And so I filled up my calendar for the next year of just like trying to, trying to fill up my calendar. And so putting it out there in the world, like whether that was keynote speaking, we had a bunch of um, uh, like visual displays early on of like maybe it was an art gallery or something like that. And um, seeing what went into those and figuring out if those would work and, and no, those didn't really work, but they're great, you know, but yeah. like that's not a, a business plan. Um, and kind of just like weaving my way through that process over the next year or so of figuring out like what in the heck is this? And um you know, we built in an event called Grow for Young Women. I got an intern um, here who we both know, Lexi Merrick, and she was wonderful. Yeah, I, I absolutely love her. And um, she brought this idea of an event. So we started these events. And so it was really like still just like running it. Like, what is it that's going to stick here? What What mm -hmm. is it? Because I want to talk to people. I want to share these stories with people. But where are they going to resonate? You know, where, where do people want to listen to these stories? And so... Um, you know, the ball just kept rolling, I guess, you know, so you had this merchandise, you had keynote talks, you had these events. And then, and then I got a call from RFD TV, honestly, which is where like the story changes from that point on. Sure. So you kind of just did trial and error. Totally. Navigating your way. Yes. Yes. It was. And I, I like, I kept telling Tony, I'm like, I don't, I don't know where this is going to end up or how I'm going to figure this out. But like, I just thank you for the space to keep pushing at this because there's something here. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, in September of 2015, I get a call out of the blue from RFD TV and they'd seen something about Farm Her and they were looking for uh, ways to uh, create content for women, about women on their network, which I agree was a great plan by them because they, they kind of needed that. Yeah. And um, so while I really wanted to say no, that was one of those like gut check moments of you could you could share these stories in a 
greater way, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's words, it's photos, but it's also video now. And you can do that in front of an audience of up to 53 million people. Like, don't say no to this, right? Yeah. And I remember sitting there talking to Tony and he's like, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I don't feel like this something is something I can say no to. It's too great of an opportunity for a farm her. And so um, that's what we did. We we committed to the TV show and uh, then again, backed into figuring out like, oh my gosh, how in the heck do I move from the back side of the camera to the front side of the camera? And like, how do we convert these stories from, from words and photos to a television show? And yeah. we had a wonderful team there who worked with us and made it happen, right? And so here we, we have our fourth season just started airing. So um, yeah. And since then we folded in radio and podcast as well. So it's, uh, I guess now where we're at, when you talk about what resonates is we try to tell the stories of, um, these women in a positive, uplifting, empowering way. I think that that connects with people and we do it on multiple platforms now. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so just, and we try to pay attention to where it resonates with people, I guess is the other thing. Yeah. So how do you find your content? Because uh, there's so many great stories, but I'm sure there's a process to that. There is. Um, so early on, it was me like, can I come to your farm, yes. please? <laughs> right. And then it turned into um, when I would go to a farm, well, you have to visit my friend. And so or, um, you know, people that I would meet when I was at an event or something like that. And then uh, we put up early on, thankfully, a suggest a farm her spot on our website, which is just farmher.com. It says suggest a farm her right there on the main page. And we have thousands of people in that database now. So I still meet people when I go to events. I still, um, some stories just bubble up naturally. Sometimes, you know, um, someone who I know says, oh, you got to meet this person. Um, sometimes we go to Farm Bureau when we know we're going to go to a state and we say, who are, who are some of the women that bubble up in your network, you know? Uh, but most of the people, like we're going to be filming um, in uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota in just a few weeks. And all of those people came from that online submission form. Wow. Yeah. And there's, there's so many. I always tell people too, if you're listening and you're thinking about it, like people submit themselves, a ton of them are submitted by their husbands or significant others. Like they're so proud of this person. And uh, those are some of the best ones because they brag on them. And, sure. then, and then I'm like, oh, I got to go visit this person, yes. you know. So and we try to keep it diverse, too. And we look at those. I mean, I um, I could film in Iowa all day long every day. And, you know, it's the stories of people. But we also like to keep it diverse in age, ethnicity, part of the country, type of agriculture that they're in. So we, we try to think about all those things when we figure out who we're going to share stories of for the TV show. Uh, for the radio show, we talk to a really broad range of people, which is fun, right? Like I, I want to talk to anyone who just is someone I want to listen to. Yeah. And, that, and that's the fun part. Yeah. That's one thing I notice about rural America is they're humble. And so they don't toot their own horn. So even for with what I'm doing, it's great when their significant other or somebody will step up and be like, you need to know this person because they usually won't tell you themselves at all. Yeah. I agree. Rural America and women, right? Yes, and especially yeah. when you get into the Midwest, I think like we, we're our own breed of like, we don't want to brag. We yeah. don't, we don't want, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I mean, I, I have learned that like even for myself sometimes, right? Like Margie, stand up and say what you think um, because you're never going to get it if you don't ask for it or put it out there. That That's just the bottom line. So, but if you don't feel comfortable bragging about yourself, find like your best friend, your husband, like your biggest supporter and ha send them to that form and, and like have them brag away because yeah. it is true. Those are the ones that when, when you can get a real feel for who they are, those are the ones that I immediately am like, I got to visit this person. Yep. 
So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we love about them, that they are humble. Right. And, you know, so it's... I know. I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, they're never going to... I... These people that I have the pleasure of visiting and meeting and getting to see like a peek into their life, they're never going to jump up and down and say, look at me, look at everything I'm doing. But that's what I get to do, right? Yeah. Like I get yeah. to jump up and down and be like, look how cool this person is. <laughs> and I mean, I think I love doing that because I'm not that person either, right? Like I'm not going to jump up and down and and wave my arms about myself. But it, it is fun to get to show these people who are like the... I get to meet the best people, like the very best people. And uh, we spend most of our time in places where a cell phone doesn't work. You know, like we are uh-huh. we are out there on on like the we have like our GPS has landed us in like a hayfield. I'll never forget this. We are in Alabama. And I was like, you guys, this can't be right. Like we are off the road. The road isn't even a road anymore. And we're still driving to this GPS point. We get out like we are literally in the middle of a field. And this guy, <laughs> luckily, this guy was like, uh, cutting hay that day <laughs> and he drives his tractor over and he, he was like can I help y'all and we were like yeah please <laughs> we, this is the person we need to know he's like oh I know her turn around go back where you came from go you know and I was like this is the best I, I just yeah. love it like you know it's just rural America absolutely what has been the most surprising thing about this journey oh oh um, that it's still going I think, yeah. at times because <laughs> when I started it I used to think when are people going to not pay attention anymore but I think what I've come to realize is the value of a good story is always going to be there right um, and I I happen to think we have some pretty great subject matter yeah. I, I think that we have um, a group of people to tell these stories about that are amazing and that other people aren't necessarily telling these stories in the same way that we are Um but so I think I still some days I'm like, is this what I get to do still? Like, I love this. And this is and granted, we run really hard. I, I mean, there are a lot of days where I'm like worn down to a nub. I mean, uh-huh. we are a small but mighty team. It is me as my husband it is one other person right now. And we're we're running after this. Right. But it's that. Oh my gosh, this this is relevant. And it, I think it will continue to be relevant for a very long time. Because these people, um, they're, they're, it's even more of a dwindling number of people. Well, I said 36% of women are producers now. I mean, we all know the numbers, the overall number of people engaged in agriculture continues to tick down, right? Yeah. But we all eat. And mm-hmm. I think it's whether it's a big farm, a small farm, a conventional, organic, you know, urban rural, whatever that is, like uh, uh, having some visibility into our food, I think always matters. Yeah. And no matter who you are, how you eat, or hopefully you get to eat. Um, but I think it, it matters. So. Absolutely. I have those same moments. I'm like, I get to do this. I'll walk <laughs> away from an interview and I'm like, these people are so great. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. I know. I, and so, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. What about challenges? What are some of the things you've had to overcome along the way? Well, funny you ask. Um, I mean, as with any small business, you know, I kind of told you like it went from a passion project and then you turn it into a business. And, and I remember there, there was a lot of times where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I just don't think this is, I I don't know how I'm gonna make this work because for three years I was not an employee of the company. I was a volunteer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but there was not money to pay me to be an employee of the company. I mean, you know, and, uh, the TV show changed things for us a a bit and it gave us a bigger stage and it um, allowed us to have a better business model probably. And um, I think one of the biggest challenges that I've faced recently is 
change is okay. So, mm-hmm. um, you know how I said that I had to open up my arms really wide and like run everything, whether that's merchandise, whether that's events, whether that's uh, keynote speaking, um, digital, right? Like social media, um, traditional media maybe, or TV or radio. Well, that's a lot of things to keep running after. And I went through a class this spring that really kind of forced me to take a financial dive and take a real like personal assessment of everything we were doing and um, kind of realizing that like we as a company, maybe we're opening our arms too wide still. And we had been spending um, the biggest chunk of our time accessing, doing something really important, but accessing the smallest group of people. And the, the smallest chunk of time was focused on our media, but we can reach so many more people through that platform, through those stories. And so I had to make the very tough decision. I mean, it was like a summer of like worry and dread and like, am I doing the right thing? Of we decided that we're not going to be hosting those events anymore, those in-person events. And um, we all loved the events, you know, and it meant a massive change to our team because, as I said, we were spending most of our time. Uh, we had nine ticketed events that we were going to do this year. And um, so I think the biggest challenge for me is that, you know, here we are six years in, that this is a long road and it's a windy road and it is okay to to say like we need to change or I need to change like I, I need to do something a little different here and unfortunately that has like its ripple effects on everything else but if we're going to still keep sharing these great stories like we have to kind of refocus on how to do that now like and it's just an effect of having those arms open real wide and then getting there and going okay I I my arms are really tired <laughs> like yeah. I can't hold them out yeah. real wide anymore and so like change it's tough but it's okay you know it it doesn't it's not failure it's just part of the journey is probably the biggest challenge that I have faced this year and uh, now that we're through that decision and we're kind of wrapping up that and and refocusing our efforts to say like we are a media company and here's what we're going to do and here's where we're going to go is exciting but you know getting to that point it's not without challenge (laughs) a lot of challenge With a largely online mm-hmm. movement, yep. how do you measure success? How do you measure impact? It's really tough um, because people ask that all the time. They're like, how, how do you know what, what you're doing? And I can say like from the background, um, you know, early on, I set up these Google searches of women in agriculture and where I might have used to get like when I first started this, like one, you know, a week or something like that. Now I'm getting like five a day, right? Yeah. It's it's crazy how much the visibility has changed. And while I'm just along with those people in rural America where I don't want to like raise my hand and be like, we did this, we're part of this, yeah. right? Um, so I measure, there, there's a couple of different ways that I look at it. Um, a, as long as those numbers are moving in the right direction. And again, there's not people flooding into agriculture, but more women are raising their hands and saying, I am a part of this farm because we saw the numbers increase 26% from the last census to the new one. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's visibility out there. Um, 
from a numbers standpoint, we can look at our web traffic. We can look at our digital growth. We can look at uh, Nielsen ratings numbers, and we see that people are watching. They're paying attention. Um, the number of messages that come into our door have grown massively. Like you know, from you know a few, like I said, uh, maybe a week to you know, I don't even know how many messages we deal with on our customers. We have a customer service desk on our website wow. now because we can't like handle it all. Like Margie can't respond to all of those right. anymore. You know, when you're like thousands of emails deep, um, it's awesome. And so. Um, we can see it on the backside. One of my very favorite things, anybody listening who's on Instagram, I love watching the farm her hashtag. So um, that has grown obviously beyond us, but it's it's a hashtag that we started. And last I looked, it was like near 240,000 uses. Wow. And that's a, a that's lot a of uses deal. for a hashtag, yeah. right? Like if you, it, it's crazy to me. Um, and so like I measure it some of those ways because if I look at that, like those are, people, most of those people probably don't even know that we have a TV show, but they associate themselves with it. And if you look at it, it is like the broadest range of people from like, I have a chicken in my backyard to I have, you know, 10,000 head of cattle in a feedlot in Nebraska. Like it, it can like just be the broadest range. And I think, um, so those are some of the ways that we know that like people are paying attention they're engaging and, and, uh, you know, like, so we pay attention to our numbers, like I said, but it is a really tough thing to quantify, you know, of like, yes, this is making a difference and this does matter. But, um, I, I was like out there saying, I know these census numbers are going to change. I know they're going to go up. And I was in the background, I'm like, I think, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure (laughs) that they are, you know, but it, it it does matter. And so I know the conversation has elevated. So do you think it's that actually more women are in agriculture or do you think that their stories are being told more now so there's a greater awareness? I think it's a greater awareness overall. I mean, um, there there is people like those those smaller farms, um, maybe the local focus type of food movement. Those are still a, a piece that is um, having new people come into it. But, you know, those middle size farms like that's n- nobody's flooding into that. Right. Especially right now. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, the bigger ones like those c- keep consolidating, you know, up. Um, so I, I don't think it's like a rush of people. Um, I think there's a couple of things is um, you're having a younger generation come in that's saying, I am a part of this. Like I grew up riding back and forth the sail barn with my dad, you know, and and I've never doubted that I am a part of this farm. So there's a bit of that generational shift of like kind of that me generation, right? Of like, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of this. Like I'm never going to like blink and say that I'm not. Um, but I think you also have people who are like, if you see some, and I, I do this too. If you see somebody who's doing something that is similar to what you do, like you can see yourself in that story. Do you tend to like look at yourself a little bit differently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do too. All of the time, like mm-hmm. any TV show I watch, right. If I, can right. Re- if I yeah. can relate to it, I'm like, I kind of start to think about myself maybe a little bit differently. And I think that it's that awareness piece, right. Of like, um, someone who might've before said, well, I just keep the books you don't just keep the books, right. you, you keep the business side of the farm going, you know, you, uh, do all these other things, even though you might've not like focused on what that brought to the farm before. Like we, we tried to tell the stories of people who are doing that and realizing that that is a valid part of any operation. I can tell you without the book work, like I wouldn't be, that that's part of our business. Right. And, um, so I, I think it's the awareness piece too. Yeah, that's great. 
What other doors has the success of Farm Her opened for you personally? Oh my gosh. Well, it has been a growth opportunity, I'll just say, like yeah. <laughs> with challenges along the way. <laughs> um, funny thing, this, you can see it right here in the studio, this picture that's on the screen. Um, it's a picture that we just had taken for our season four. Uh, well, just whatever. We needed new headshots, right? And this guy took this picture and I first looked at it and I was like, gosh, I look like I, I think I'm like queen of the world in this picture. I probably shouldn't share that. Like that is, it's pretty bold. And my husband keeps saying it. He's like, you know, the person that I met 10 years ago or 11 years ago, they, he's like, that that's not you, but you have a whole different awareness of yourself and what you can do now. And I would say that like, where I would have said, I know nothing about media five years ago. Now I'm like, oh, I, I understand what we're doing, at least here. And if I don't, I, I've gained the confidence to say, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of confidence building that's gone along with it. There's been a lot of days where my confidence is in the gutter, too. I mean, we all we all have those. But it's funny when I look at that picture. I mean, I didn't expect that to be my answer, but he, he's right. Like it is a different person it, and I would have never put that out there. And now it's like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, including it. right here in front of us on three screens. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love most about championing women farmers? Oh my gosh. They're, they're not the people who are going to jump up and down and be their own cheerleaders. And I love that about them. Right. Um, but I love even more getting to jump up and down and show the world how cool they are because they are the best. Like the, the original shirt that I had that said, love the land, care for the community, feed the people. I did that because I would sat down and thought about like, you know, the 10 people that I'd met at that point that what they embodied and no matter who they were, where they were, what they were doing, they're, they're good. They care about their community so much. They'll give everything they can to their community. They, they, work so hard in an industry that is very thankless, um, and difficult and, uh, you know, has more downs than ups, quite frankly. And they do it because of a care about the land, um, feeding people, you know, you name it, like there's this nurturing aspect that goes along with these people and they're just the best people. Like yeah. my, uh, as far as work goes, my favorite times are when we get to go film and, uh, we're, we're heading out here soon and we'll get to spend the day with five different women and they always welcome us into their house. They welcome us into their lives. They, um, they open up that door for us and it's scary. I know that's scary. And they, they, they're just the best people like that. That's my very favorite thing about them. They're the salt of the earth, the good people that make commu rural communities go They're They are the heart for yeah. sure. Well, what's next for Farm Her? Ooh, what's next? Well, um, with our changes that we've gone through this summer, we had some massive staff changes that went along with that. So we're kind of just sitting right now and going, okay, what? How do we attack what's next? And what we, what I know is next is, if people ask me what Farm Her is now, I, I'll tell you it's a media company. And so, you know, we have all these TV shows. We're in our fourth season. So figuring out a uh, secondary market, like where else those can air, I think is a really exciting thing that we're looking at right now. Of Yes, uh, RFD TV has is a wonderful home, and we have produced great content there, and will continue to. But where else can people see these? You know, if it's digitally, maybe, or uh, an additional um, networks elsewhere, or whatever. You know, 
in an audience that's not finding it on RFD TV, how can we get in front of those people? So we have uh, started the conversation with a variety of different partners and people that uh, I, I think will help make that happen or help us make that happen. Um, so that's really exciting to say, you know, these stories matter to our core, but but there more people need to hear these stories. I, I am like the biggest champion of, of that. And so um, spreading that media footprint, I think, is the biggest thing in front of us. Um, we, in the beginning, we didn't, we started Farm Herb, but we have these other brands too that we have trademarked and just kind of like parked them there and haven't had the time to do anything with those. But now like with a focus on being a media company, we kind of say, okay, how do we scale those other brands, you know? And one of those is called Ranch Her. And um, there is a, a wonderful, talented woman named Kirby Schnoor, who um, she now works for the Cowboy Channel, which is another property owned by RFD TV. And they have been spending their time filming um, uh, for Ranch Her, which will at some point air on that network. So, um, you know, and, and we on the backside get to manage the digital and the web and the brand overall but um, work with them to be able to expand the footprint of, of a very different audience realistically, right. right? Like ranching is not farming, farming is not ranching. So it's just kind of a whole different feel, um, which is exciting to mm-hmm. me because we've talked about this, but we've not, it's, it's now like it's moving, you know, yeah. it's there. So I think expanding those areas that in, in this media footprint and, and what that looks like, it's, it's a really exciting, it's yet another, like, I feel like we're at the bottom of a mountain and trying to figure it out, but again, like I, I think like all these pieces have built to the point where we go, we, we can figure this out. Like we just have to ask. Right. Know? Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. Well, that's really exciting. How can people follow along and be a part of Farm Her? The easiest way is our website. It's got everything we do, which is farmher.com. So you can read the blogs, uh, you know, from each TV show, there's a blog and there's pictures, there's videos linked to that. Um, we're really trying to put more content out on YouTube. So you can link to that from our website, of course, but we're, um, we've got all of the episodes. If, if you don't have RFD TV, um, you can a find out how to stream it on our website, but, um, YouTube, like there's clips of every episode out there on YouTube. And I think that like, just like any TV show, there's some of the best parts of the TV show, right. That are, are clipped out there. And so, um, Definitely connect with us on social, uh, you know, and check out our website. Those are the easiest ways, which everywhere on social, we're Farm Her and the number one, Farm okay. Her One. Perfect. Yeah. Margie, thanks for being on the podcast. This has been great. Thank you so much. I love Margie's passion and commitment to honor women in ag and all she has done to create awareness around these hardworking women. As she mentioned, season four of Farm Her is now airing on RFD TV. So be sure to check out the show and the stories of these amazing women for yourself. Huge thanks to Margie for not only being on the show, but for letting us use her studio to record this episode. And thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.